Hello and welcome to another episode of Mortgage Video Mastermind, where we bring you professionals who share insight into the latest trends, tips, industry, technology, and services to help you create more videos to use in your mortgage business. Well, hello and welcome everyone to our 15 minutes on Friday, and uh, we are streaming live on Facebook on our mastermind group that we set up. And uh, my name is Ginger Bell. I'm going to let you guys do a little round robin here and introduce. This is the most people we've had on here since we started doing this a few weeks ago. So I'm super excited. Thanks for joining. So Scott, I'll let you, uh, we'll do the whole Brady Bunch thing going uh, counterclockwise. Oh, okay. Super quick. Uh, Scott Shang, I'm a partner of Bywise Mortgage and the founder of findmywayhome.com. And I love me some video. Andrew. Oh, I can't see who's who's next. I only oh. see who's uh, who's Go talking. Ahead, I'm going by the order that they're on my uh, screen. Yeah, me too. That's <laughs> so, <what> I <laughs> so I'm I'm Andrew Vieira. I uh, own a branch out in Folsom, California. We specialize in VA loans, and so I've been working with Ginger since um, well, it was okay. about a year ago when everything shut down, yeah. and uh, we started working on video because I was doing a lot of a lot of my work uh, in person and seminars and realized when everything shut down, I needed to pivot. And so I immediately reached out to Ginger and said, how do I do video? How do I do webinars? Let's roll. And so Ginger has been very instrumental in helping me get up and running on that. Cool. And Ryan. Yes, um, I'm Ryan Ayler. Um, I'm a mortgage broker out of Arizona. And basically, um, in the last few years, we've grown our business. It's actually probably 5X now, all due to video. So 100% of our business comes in some way or another through video and social media. I love that. I love hearing that. Very good. And you're going to share with us today some of the things you do, because I know you posted a video uh, last week that you said, shot it on my phone, edited yep. it myself, and I love it. I mean, your callouts are great. Your transitions are great. Scott and I had a call yesterday, and we're like, just like giving you major praise. So we'll talk about oh, that. Oh, thank you. And I then the, the legend, the one and only Carl White. So uh, Carl, we're so happy so, to have you join us. Yeah, it was great to be here. Uh, so my name is Carl White. I'm a, uh, a branch manager uh, for, uh, for a very large branch and I uh, uh, have some training programs also. And I just want to, you know, and, and I'm not saying this to be funny, like video has truly changed my life and I am a walking poster child that you don't have to be Brad Pitt to do very well with video that you don't have to look like uh, Scott or Andrew or Ryan or you Ginger you can look like me and do very well with video and I and I say that with all sincerity that was a big thing for me it's like yeah but I don't look like these other uh, YouTube superstars right I look like me and I found out that's perfectly okay and so I, I love what you're doing with this group. And it's just an honor to be a part of it. Awesome. And I think that's probably one of the biggest fears that people have is what they look like and seeing themselves on camera. And so I think that's a great conversation for us definitely to talk about. Um, and um, we'll definitely save that for another, um, another time. So we want to stick to 15 minutes. The idea is us just get into this and jump in and give some really quick tips for people to be able to use. So Ryan, um, you shoot on your iPhone, right? 
So tell yep, me I about do. iPhone camera, everything. Okay, cool. So tell me, you know, first of all, you know, how, what you're shooting, how you decide what you're going to shoot. Cause I think there's a process that sounds like that you have when you go through it. Right. Right. Um, I just wanted to piggyback off what Carl said real quick. Your number one greatest asset is being yourself. And so that is the number one thing is when you go on there, you just have to be true to you and you're going to attract your ideal clients, customers, and they're going to come to you because they like you and how you deliver the information. So if you're not super charismatic, if you have a dry sense of humor, then use that. Be you and the right people will come. Um, and so with that, the technical side of things is I think the number one tool that everybody should get is a good cell phone. You know, if you get one of the new Samsungs, I, I just switched to iPhone and I'll, I'll probably never go back because it's just so much easier to use. Um, so I have the iPhone 12 Pro Max and the quality that that thing gets is insane. So I literally use this selfie stick in the phone. That's it. I don't use a gimbal or all that stuff. The stabilization is so good on it. Just shoot with the rear camera. And every once in a while, if it's a really echoey room, I'll throw on a lapel mic. But in most cases, the lapel mic sounds worse than the onboard mic. It's just, it works really well. So you don't um, even use your earbuds? You just go straight off of the phone? No, the earbuds make it worse. So Bluetooth speakers will make the audio worse. The only time the onboard mic doesn't do well is if you're in a real echoey room. Right. Um, and you'll get a little bit better quality with the lapel. But if you're outside and it's not too windy, I find the onboard mic does a better job than even connecting a lapel mic to it. So just get on your cell phone and shoot. And I think the number one thing is you're going to probably hate every video you ever make. It's never gonna, you're never gonna like them. Like I've done hundreds, maybe even a thousand videos. And I can't say one that I was like, wow, that was perfect. Like I, I nailed every aspect of that video. Uh, I might've stumbled on a word or I forgot to put something in or the audio wasn't as clean as I wanted it to be like, it's never gonna be perfect. So don't let perfect hold you up. Like done is better than nothing. Everything. You know, it's funny you say that, Ryan, because I tell you, I found a trick. So people and dude, I, I, I saw that little video that uh, that you did and, and, and uh, edited on your iPhone. It was unbelievable. Right. Thank you. Uh, but what I found uh, just for me, right, I'm not saying it's very bad for me. I don't edit my own because if I did, I wouldn't publish any of them out because I wouldn't like what I see. And so the, right. a little trick that I did, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, is what I did. I never watch my videos. I do the clip. I hand it somebody, I'm done. Otherwise, I'd say, well, I this, I that, you know, this ear was below and this eye <laughs> drooped and my hair, well, it's hard to screw up this hair, you know, but uh, but I, I don't even watch my videos. I just shoot, done with it, get it, get yeah. it out of my hands because otherwise I'll be overcritical. So it's interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, and, what's important, and what's important about that, and it's funny because it's what Ginger and I were talking about yesterday. We were like, uh, all of Ryan's videos are so perfect. They're so great. And it's, and it really is that self-criticism we're used to. When you have a conversation with somebody, you don't always speak perfectly. You misspeak, you talk over each other. That's perfectly natural. And that's how human beings just communicate face to face. It's somehow mm -hmm. when we get a piece of technology in front of us, we think that we should be communicating differently, but Ryan absolutely nailed it. You just have to, you, you have to forget about that, forget about the equipment and just be you. Yeah. And, and, and for everybody who's seeing it, all they're seeing is, is just a normal person that seems like somebody who's likable that they can relate to. Yeah. And you can cover right. those things up too. Cause I know Andrew 
just a couple of weeks ago, you called me and said, you know, I was overanalyzing, thinking about what I was going to say. And we had sent out a message about just shoot it. We can edit it. Right. And that's what you did. You shot it. That yeah. day that I'm going to get it out there. I'll tell you what, I, and I was getting, I'm glad you brought that up, Ginger, because I was going to piggyback off of what Carl said. I've only done, I mean, my, my comfort zone truly, and not a lot of people have this, is standing up in front of a group of 100, 200 people and doing a presentation. So that's my comfort. You put a camera in front of me and suddenly I feel like I have to be perfect. And it wasn't until you put that out, Ginger, and I went, okay, that can be edited. And I come from a radio and television background from advertising before lending. Um, it just clicked in me and I was like, I'm just going to go read, do this. I was trying to be perfect because I forgot about the editing and I just started talking. I just started talking and I did it three or four times. And then I sent it over to Ginger. I didn't even look at it. I got done with the last one, sent it, boom. And then they edited it. So that was a big, that was a big change of mindset for me to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. And a little tip for people getting started is bullet points is don't write out your script. You're an expert at what you do. You know this stuff inside and out. So pick three to five bullet points. So you hit your intro and then pause for like two seconds looking at the camera and then you go right into your content and you hit your first bullet point, pause, hit your second bullet point, pause. That way you don't tangent, especially if you're doing things for social media. People don't want you to, they're not going to stay on if you're just going off into a whole nother thing that right. you didn't say you're going to deliver. So you stay on topic and with editing, you can just cut right into the next bullet point as long as you pause. And a lot of people, they'll just keep run on sentencing and there's no place to do a nice cut. So it's like deliver the bullet, finish, pause, mm -hmm. then you cut and then you deliver the next one. And that way most people can do it in one or two takes because they're only remember have to remember what the topic is and they can deliver that in 15 to 20 seconds and after five bullets you got a two to three minute video and it took you 10 minutes and you're done you know you know we do uh ryan we it's interesting you say that uh what what we do this is it sounds terrible but we have this thing we call the redneck teleprompter um uh, mm -hmm. i'm here in the tampa bay area so i can say things like that you know but uh <laughs> I get my bullet points and I literally, uh, or I don't, but the, the, the lady that most of the time does my videos with me, she like clips it to her shirt, like just pins it <laughs> to her shirt. And so she's holding the camera and I'm just, you know, just beneath the camera is my bullet points, you know, clipped to her shirt and, 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 and sticking to the bullet points that way. Cause otherwise, if I try to remember, it's like what you, I had this horrible thing. I'd, I'd get started. And I'd find myself going off on all these little bunny trails. And if I have my yep. bullet point sitting there in front of me, I go, all right. It, my mind tells me to go on a bullet point and I go, nope, or, or go off on a bunny trail. And I go, nope, that's not the next bullet point. And, and so it, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. Yes. Now, do you, uh, like when you're using your selfie stick, do you just remember your bullet points or do you hold it somewhere? Or do you just have it on a little clipboard on your hand and just reference it? Or how do you do it? I've been doing video for about 10 years now, and it's kind of like my passion. Like, oh, this is what I like to do as a hobby. So for the most part, I can just come up with an idea, hit the bullet points in my head and hit it. If it's very detailed, then yes, I'll write those out on the phone or something. Um, and I don't hide it. Like my wife and I just did like a home buyer's guide 101. And I literally have the phone and I'm reading off the bullets on the video. And it's like a 15 minute video. And there's no way we're going to remember all that stuff. And so nice. when it comes to those things, I think it adds to the realism because they see like, okay, it's there. And then I have an overlay on the screen of like what I'm reading is up there. 
And then um, that's the way I get around like super long stuff is I don't hide the technology. Like I just put it in the video. Yeah. So put it on an iPad or something like that. I know, Andrew, you just put it up on your computer. And then I do. I, I tried that. I did try. I'm sorry, Ginger, I interrupted <laughs> you, but I tried that. I tried doing the teleprompter thing that didn't work because I'm I do talks in bullet points. And normally I have PowerPoints that I'm looking at. So then I printed it in bullet points and taped it to the, my computer screen that was right below my camera. And the most recent one I did, um, I just decided there was no way I was going to remember everything because it was from a VA uh, circular that came out. And so I just highlighted it. And then to Ryan's point, I just picked it up and read from it, the different points I wanted to make so I could read right because it was just part of what I was doing. Um, so I, you would do in a presentation. And I love what you talked about, Andrew. It's like so many times we think video, it has to be absolutely perfect. But if you're standing in front of an audience and you're giving a presentation, you would be grabbing your notes. You would be referencing right. things. You would be looking at that. Nobody expects you to have this memorized 100%. It's okay to do that. But we think because it's on video, it has to be open produced. It has to be perfect and all these things. Right. Uh, and here's Ryan, something I shifted. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you, Ryan, because we, 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 we touched on uh, video, we touched on editing and there was a question here about what software you use. So when you're, when you're, you said you switched over to an iPhone. So are you using uh, just the native i iMovie? And then if you were on an Android before, uh, what did you use? Are you using a third-party editing app or are you using something native to the operating system? Yes. So on the phone, if it's really quick down and dirty, I'll use uh, Focos Live. F-O-C-O-S, I think is what it is. Um, and there's some other ones I'm trying. Video Leap and Luma Fusion. They have a little bit more power. Um, and if I and they can add graphics and things like that. And so that's something I'm I'm playing with now. But if I want to do something quick, the reason I like the iPhone is because I have a Mac, so I can airdrop the files in seconds. Yeah. So I can go to and just drop the files over and then put them into. I like Final Cut Pro. So Final Cut Pro is like iMovie, but the next level. Yeah, and you yeah. can buy all kinds of plugins. So if you see all of my graphics, those are like plugin packs that I've bought. So I literally just slide them on and then throw in the text I want, maybe tweak the colors. Um, and then I'm kind of OCD, so I'll go above and beyond on some of like the, they, they, I don't wanna to get too much in the weeds, but they call it um, keyframing, where I'll take like backgrounds and like animate them in behind the text um, so that you have, I like having like, usually like a, almost a, not quite see-through black, and then I'll put white or pink on top of that. And that way, when someone's watching the video, it's easy to read. Usually, unless you have the right contrast, it's hard to read text. It is. So one of my things is just putting something behind that text to make the text pop. Um, and so you don't have to animate stuff in. Um, you can just have it there and it just it's just there and then your words appear on it. So there's so many ways to do it. Um, but I think like what Carl said, for 99% of people out there, you shouldn't be doing your own editing because it's yeah. a very, very tough learning curve. Yeah. Ryan, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about captions? Because I, I feel like it's very important that you have the words to the video. I know a lot of yes. platforms when you publish when you upload it to it. Are you concerned at all ever about uh, embedding uh, captions on your videos, or are you just having the platform add it like YouTube or Facebook? No, because they always do such a bad job, and it doesn't add up. And I'm just looking on my computer that I just found a new one. It's called Veed I O V E E d.io 
and it literally is about 90% right, maybe 95%. So it'll auto caption it, throw it on there, and then you can go through and just slide the timing of it. You can adjust it um, so that your captions are perfect and you can change the look of it, the, the where it's located on there. So I've been for doing that for like every about, video. For thinking, people thinking about video, how important do you think that is that you include captions? Social media, I mean, 80 per, they say 80 plus percent of people watch video with the sound off. Mm -hmm. So unless you got something crazy captivating, which most of our videos aren't, you're not going to get them to stay on the video for more than probably two, two, three seconds. Unless we did a, uh, the text. We did a, uh, a test where we sent a video, half the, half the audience got the video without the text and half the audience got the video with the text. And we had a 37% increase in the click rate uh, when we added the text to it. So I would, I agree with you, Ryan, hundred percent. You got to add the text. Cause like if I'm in standing in line in Starbucks, I, I watch videos. Sometimes I am, I'm sitting there reading the text, the text in there, I'm out, you know? So, yeah. So what I've been doing with my older ones is I've been trying to do like the four by five aspect ratio too, because that's what you can run ads with. So 16 by nine or sorry, nine by 16 fills up the whole frame, but you can't run Facebook ads with that dimensions for whatever reason. It's four by five, which is 1080 by 1350. And so I'll, I'll make a wrapper. So I'll have like a header that says what the video is about, have the normal um, video underneath that. And then below that is the subtitles. So I'll have it put in a wrapper, send it off to my assistant, and he's just subtitling all of my old videos. Yeah, Subly is another one. Um, we use that for Andrew. Andrew had uh, seen, Scott, what you had done on your videos and putting not just the text on the video, but actually the text underneath the video on the web page. And so mm -hmm. we did that with all of Andrew's videos. So even if they don't want to watch the video, some people are skimmers and they want to read the information. And I think that's a yep. thing too. I want to ask you, what are you doing? Because you talked about your you know, Facebook ads, so the four by five aspect ratio for that. What other things are you doing to repurpose your videos? Because I think that's an area that people miss out on. Um, not much. Really, like I'll just try to get them on every platform. So get the get it on um, Facebook, get it on my Facebook business page, get it on. Um, sometimes I'll put it on Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram. Um, even though a lot of these videos aren't optimized for YouTube, I just need to start putting them on YouTube because um, that's kind of my next phase is doing more long um, eight to twelve minute videos for YouTube, and I just have like a. I can't get get out of the rut of just doing two, three minute videos. I can just knock them out so fast. I can I can do a video in 20 minutes if I have to, whereas the YouTube is a you have to put a lot more effort into it. But I think the long term payoff on YouTube is exponentially higher than social media. Yeah, I, I, maybe, you know, like because you between you and Jessica, you, you know, maybe a good way is that it's a conversation on YouTube. Right. So it's not just a one person, it's you two are talking about a particular scenario that can easily be, and it's definitely a best practice to start off with short videos until you build your audience. And then you can start going long form because most, a lot of viewers on YouTube, they expect the long form. They expect that right. eight, 10, 20 minutes or so. But yeah, that's it. That's interesting that you you developed all of this on social media and snippets. And now you've, now you're kind of expanding, yeah. but it's powerful. Right. 
And the eight to 10 minutes isn't for the viewer. It's that's what YouTube wants. Their algorithm wants people to stick longer. Um, and that comes down to you have to plan your videos better because if you're just a talking head, you're going to get some people that watch. But if you don't have cuts and things happen on YouTube, you're most likely going to lose a vast majority of the people that come through. It's just everyone's ADD now. Like they just, they need. So before I would try to one take stuff because I thought it looked more professional, you know, but really you want the cuts, you want the shifts and angles, you want to zoom in, you want to zoom out, you want to add some text because it really something should be happening on the screen every 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would agree with you, but I've seen it work both ways. I, I've, I, I've seen straight, you know, um, you know, my business partner, Josh and, and a local real estate agent, um, he went, he went really hard on YouTube during COVID, uh, drove mm-hmm. a subscriber rate up to about 30,000 in the last 12 months. And they do two hour Facebook lives and they'll have two, 300 people on at, at any given moment and a couple thousand views, but you're right. People check in and out. Um, but I, I, you know, all of those different types of medium and different types of videos. So some that are produced and some that are cut, some that are short, some that are longer, long form. I mean, all of that sort of diversification also makes your, your channel and your, uh, your, your content, uh, stream more interesting, you know, with the more diversity. Yeah. Yeah. And the thumbnail and the title are more important than the video. Absolutely. Now on YouTube, it's all about, it's all about clickbait titles <laughs> and then right. good content behind it. Yeah, Because I've been going through all the top important. people and they spend two to three hours developing their thumbnail. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a different, that's a whole different ballgame. That's game. crazy. Well, <laughs> that's speaking of which, so I can tell you next Friday, we are going to have Kyle Seagrave and Kyle is uh, expert at YouTube and has built a following about over 85,000 followers on YouTube. He did it in a couple years. Um, and so Kyle's going to hop on next week on Friday and talk to us about how he did it, what he's getting as far as leads off of it. And that's really the advantage of YouTube is not to look at it as far as how many users you're going to get, how many subscribers you're going to get, but really putting the information out there establishing yourself as an expert, which you do a great job. And then, and then you can get leads because Andrew, you've gotten leads off of your YouTube channel. Yes. And, and, and I'm a neophyte. I mean, I, the one I got the most was the, the VA Earl uh, when there was changes during COVID um, and getting people out of forbearance and people found me from other States. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't do business in, but it, but it was something that, you know, did tell me that there's people out there looking for information um, and, you know, so I'm, I'm still very, very new. I'm, I'm nowhere to, to where Ryan or Scott or Carl are. Um, and mostly for me, it's been a learning curve and, and the time, but I know in utilizing Ginger's services and being able to, to have somebody who can coach me through the stuff and do the editing, the editing, the editing, the editing, that's, that's the thing that would get in the way of me and the learning curve of editing software. I just don't have the time for it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm still new, but it's working. And we're all still new. I mean, that's the great thing about this. And one of really the reasons to have these conversations is just that, you know, what's working for you, Ryan, what's working. I I love the redneck teleprompter. I'm totally going to use that. Scott, I think we need to bring that into what we're talking about. (laughs) But if if you're going to use it, let me just say how it works. If you just get a piece of paper, the window (laughs) flopping around, 
So we actually get a little cardboard piece. <laughs> so it has to have some substance to and, it. Yeah, and wrap a little uh, like a bungee cord around their neck that has a little clips and it clips the, and that's how it works. So I, I, we've done the red not telepro- redneck teleprompter for years. And we've got to see the outtake. Version 1.0, so version 2.0. We're at version 6.0. <laughs> oh, cardboard. my God. Carl, that needs to go send on Amazon. I mean, I need, totally. You need to put that on. Send us a picture. I need you to take a picture of that. Next time I'll send a post. picture and post it up in the group. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are well above our 15 minutes, which is great. Um, and we need to change this to 30 minute Fridays. I guess, I mean, I can do that. I just wanted to be able to, I mean, 30 minutes is fine. However long people are going to stay on. Obviously, we're doing it live. We're recording it so you guys can come back and watch it. And our goal really is just to build value. We just want to have, we, we want to have conversations about video. We want to have more people doing video. And the more we work together to do this, then the more likely we're going to be able to educate more consumers, which is what we want to do. Um, as Scott always says, get them out of the call centers. I mean, that's the number one goal and everything that we're doing is to get our consumers out of the call centers and to truly educate right. them. We need to do that. So Ryan, I'm going to have you do your top three. You're, you're good at putting those bullets together. So the top three takeaways. So if you're telling somebody, here's the three things I want you to do to get started in video, what would those three things be? Number one, above everything else is consistency. So set yourself a goal. I recommend one video a week and you could take all week to work on it and then have it ready to go for Monday. And I find it best to be a week ahead. So you have something ready you've been working on and it's ready to publish. You put it on Monday and then you have the whole week to start working on your next video if it takes you that long. You might knock it out in 15 minutes. And now if you wanna do a second one, you can get ahead even further. And so I think that's, that's tip number one. Tip number two is don't invest in expensive equipment right off the gate because you're not gonna know how to use it. I, I just had a buddy he borrowed about $15,000 of my equipment, two cameras, you know, the whole shebang, mics, all of that. And he had no clue how to use it. And I, I get it back and it's all messed up and the settings are all funky. So don't start off with something expensive. If you're going to invest, invest in one of the top of the line, brand new cell phones, because that's going to get you 90% of what you're going to get out of a camera. And they're so good and they're optimized to just make it look pretty that you don't have to do as much, we call it in post, and color correct and do all those things. It's just ready to go. And then I think the third thing is, is start planning out your videos in advance and don't make them for you, make them for your ideal client. So when things started shifting with COVID, we went from doing a lot of low credit VA and FHA because that was kind of what we got ourselves niched into. And within a month, all I, from now on, all I do is 750 plus, you know, clean conventional. Um, and we still do VA, of course. Uh, so when you, when you decide who it is you want to help, make your content around what those people need to hear and just deliver it clear and concise. And you'll start attracting those people into your world. Very good. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you for joining us. We're going to have you back on again, maybe make you just as many times. And that's the whole thing, guys, as many times as you want to hop on, let us know. We just want to have that conversation and uh, keep posting your videos because that helps to inspire. It really does. So I appreciate you doing that. You're not oversharing. Don't feel like you are. 
please continue to post. And Andrew, same with you, you know, and, and we'll post yours too. So, um, and Carl, want to see the redneck teleprompter? Totally. I think that needs to go on Amazon. So, uh, so thank you guys so much. Totally appreciate it. And uh, all right, we'll yeah, thank you. Thanks for the great platform, Jeffrey. All right, good stuff. All right, bye bye. Bye.